You're listening to Two Women and a Business. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Ashwarya, and we're so happy to have you tuning in. Hi, guys. So it's just me, Alyssa, today. Ashwarya isn't feeling well, so she'll be back on the next episode. So this episode is about my story and how I started in the industry. So let's get into it. So I also had the same experience where I was cooking with my mom and my aunt and I had a mom and an aunt who loved to bake and cook. So that's where a lot of my influence came from. Um, Fast forward to 2006, my mom passed away from breast cancer and I kind of, there's, there's a part of me that just wanted to, you know, stay connected to her. And I felt like, you know, being connected to my mother was continuing to cook and continuing to bake. So that, that was something I was in, interested in, but wasn't something that I was definitely sure that this is what I wanted to do. Until I got to high school and in high school in Jamaica, we have what's called a course called food and nutrition or and it wasn't a detailed course it was just the basics you learned about calories and you learned about fatty acids um basically the nutritional side of it of food and nutrition and then you do a one and two practicals so um i did that from seventh grade to grade 12 And after that, I figured, you know, okay, I've done food and nutrition, even though, you know, there's other careers that I've wanted to do, archaeology, be an artist and stuff like that. I knew that, you know, my right calling or my rightful calling was to be a chef. So that's what I wanted to do. And I told my dad and I said, hey, daddy, you know, I want to become a chef and he was so supportive and I'm so thankful for him. You know, a lot of people around him kind of told him that being a chef is just something that you do when you have nothing better to do. And, you know, my on my academic side, I wasn't the brightest and I wasn't the best, but, you know, I, I still got good grades and I still did very well or as best as my, to my ability. And I remember telling my dad, you know, I wanted to go to Johnson's and Wales and he looked at me and he goes, I can't afford that. So find something else, <laughs> you know, find another college. There's something out there that's a little bit more on, on our budget. So my sister at the time and my mom's sister were both living in Canada. So he said, you know, why don't you look into going to Canada? Cause it's easier for you to have someone to stay there. Cause we have family. So I said, okay, I went ahead and I started researching about top colleges and universities in Canada that you know were culinary based so found George Brown I went through their online campus and I did the virtual tour and everything and fell in love with the campus and applied I got in and within I think probably like weeks of me getting in my dad was just like hey so are you able to leave like tomorrow and I'm like no he wanted me to leave as soon as possible because I was dating someone that he just didn't want me to date. You know, typical that overprotective dad. So I got, left for Canada in July and started my culinary journey. Um, to be honest, I'd think I'd say it was the best journey I've ever had. You know, I loved my school. 
I love my chefs. I love my teachers. I just love the entire vibe of Canada. Like Canada was such a friendly and accepting place. Whereas in Jamaica, I always felt like I didn't belong. I always felt like, you know, I just, I didn't fit in with everyone. And I finally was happier knowing that I found a place and I found a calling that I felt like I fit in and I felt like it was right for me. So I had chefs at George Brown who were amazing, who, you know, really looked out for me, like Chef Hogan, Chef Reinar, Chef Betteridge. And, you know, I'm going to touch on Chef Betteridge. Chef Betteridge had taught me culinary skills or something. I don't remember the class's name, but he, I was one of his top students and he looked at me one day and he's like, you know, at the end of this, this course, if you want, I have a job opportunity for you. And I was like, of course, you know, come as an international student, that's, that's all you could hope for actually getting a proper job in a country that you've never worked in before. So he, um, got my resume and sent it over to Fox and the Fiddle. So that was my first culinary job and at the time I was working at Bath and Body Works to try and help my dad make ends meet and so before school ended I was working at Bath and Body Works, Fox and the Fiddle and at George Brown and going to school at George Brown College so it was a little bit difficult because I was up by five o'clock in the morning and then going to bed at 12 one o'clock in the, um, the next morning so I did that for probably a year experience was great I love you know my team that I had at at Fox and the Fiddle and then after I, I left and I was there for a while I was, I was like you know there's n- not much room for me to grow anymore because they had me stuck on Garmagere which is the salad station and I felt like you know okay I'm on salad I know how to make so much salads now can I go on the grill can I go on pans and I almost felt like, because it, it was a kitchen filled with men and I almost felt like I wasn't good enough for them to upgrade me to a different station or I wasn't good enough for them to give me a key. So after a while, you know, I said, you know, it's time to move on. And I left um, Fox and the Fiddle and I went to George Brown College and worked as their assistant sous chef in their um would you call it their cafeteria? So I worked at the St. James campus and then I went down to Waterfront. So loved it so much. I love the experience. I love being able to do multiple tasks, you know, at multiple stations, pizza, pizza. I worked at their salad station, their breakfast station, and at, even at Tim Hortons. So it gave me an upper hand in my job applications and my job interviews. Um, Worked at George Brown for would probably say another couple of months and then I left and went back into actual fast-paced cooking and went to Bear Bistro. Now I think that is exactly where I felt my disconnect to the culinary industry. I, I always knew that there were some chefs out there who were really mean and aggressive and I'd finally come in close contact (laughs) with one of them and it was a horrible experience I know a lot of the staff there hated 
or disliked, I should say, this particular person or the particular chef. And I was there for a month and he made it a living nightmare. He, because as an international student, you have to have a certain amount of hours worked. And I said I had relayed this to him when I first started and he purposely like gave me short shifts or cut my shifts or didn't make me work long hours. And I was like, hey, you know, I need to make ends meet. I have to work with immigration, so I need to find another job then. And I was used to working two to three jobs at a time. So I think I didn't think it was a big deal. And he found out that I had another job because he was scheduling me and I had told him, hey, I'm sorry, I can't work on this day because, I, you know, I have another job. And he, I... I felt like it was just not the right fit for me. So I handed in my two weeks and that day of me handing in my two weeks, he's like, well, you know, I don't want you here anymore. So he fired me with me handing in my two weeks. And he even went on to be like, you know, if immigration calls for a recommendation, I'm going to give them the worst recommendation ever. So that really scared me. And I felt that that is where my disconnect with the industry came from. I mean, I've had a lot of other bad experiences that I'll talk about in a later day when I'm more comfortable. But um, I quickly moved on to another company and I had the greatest experience at Bear Market with Chef Logan and Chef Drew and the team there. And it really and truly taught me what a team and a family really was because they they were the only restaurant that allowed me to grow in so many different places. You know, I was doing charcuterie boards I was doing you know Sunday or the weekend brunches and I really felt at home so unfortunately my time in Canada had ended and it was time for me to come home I wasn't able to apply for PR or anything so I came back home with to my dad and unfortunately he got sick with pancreatic cancer and I was stuck at in Jamaica for a little longer than I would have hoped um taking care of him and so I decided that you know it'd be best for me to get a job in Jamaica continue with my work experience and then see where that takes me so I ended up coming home and becoming a supervisor at a place called Tutti Frutti which is a frozen yogurt um, joint and I developed a new flavor called Guinness Twist it's where I infused bear in the frozen yogurt. It was a really good hit. You know, I loved it. I loved the team there. And then afterwards, I moved on to work at uh, a fast food. They don't really call themselves a fast food. So they, they call it a quick food because they sell like rice and peas and jerk chicken and stuff like that. Um, called Island Grill. And I worked there for a year amazing team I ended up moving from a shift manager and I moved corporate as their innovations project officer and it they taught me a lot they taught me a lot on it it moved me from culinary and pushed me more into the direction of corporate and the back end of, and business part of culinary so I ended up leaving and I went to another restaurant and worked there as their inventory and purchasing manager for three months didn't like the team that much so hence why it was a short time there 
and then afterwards I became a gen a operations manager and then a general manager at a, a famous steakhouse in Jamaica. Loved it there, loved the team. Um, we'll get into a little more details of certain things that went wrong in all of these in like jobs later on in a different episode. And then after that one, I'm COVID hit, so it went a little bit downhill from there and I just started doing restaurant consulting, then trying to find my new niche in the world, especially with COVID, you realize that culinary, I well, I did, I realized that culinary might not be the best fit for me if I want something that will cover me in case anything, another disaster happens, um, I could still have a work, you know? So told my sister and I spoke to her and she became my advisor in life. I love her to death. And we we decided that, you know, maybe I should look into the IT world or the tech world. And I fell in love with business analysis because I was always a business and Excel sheet kind of person. So fell in love with that and did a short course on Coursera for data analysis. Um, then after that, I was like, mm, I love it, but not so much as I thought I would have. And we started looking and I was like, okay, I like programming, programming a bit. So now I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, going to Nova Scotia Community College for web programming. And I'm really excited. I think not only excited about the web programming, I'm just excited to be in Nova Scotia or New Brunswick. And I know that's for all the Canadian listeners. They're like, Really? Nova Scotia you're excited about that <laughs> but I'm just ready for a new adventure like COVID has really grown me and I feel like it's so during COVID I started a business called Creme de la Cour, which is a gourmet ice cream um, business and I do it outside of my house and it's taught me so much like I, I think I grew a lot over COVID and I'm I I'm probably one of the only persons who will actually say I enjoyed COVID. Not the anxiety part, not the depression, not the millions of people dying. Like my heart still goes out to so many families. But I enjoyed finding myself. I enjoyed getting the time to find myself. Like because I, I no longer had to put all my work and all my efforts in somebody else's business I was able to actually sit down and do my own business plan and it's it's taught me a lot it's taught me I still I still love the culinary industry but I also need to mesh it or mix it with another industry that will create a, a bind or a hold for that if any other disaster happens in this world I'll still have a, some sort of passive income. Um, so yeah, so that's, I think that's a lot <laughs> to, a lot of information to hold. And I'm just so thankful for the little pathways that I've been finding myself on and the new me and the more calmer me because my sister will be listening to me like and nodding her head like, yes, she's gotten a lot calmer, guys. <laughs> But I think the the frustration and the, the upset and the anger, a lot of it came from not knowing what I wanted to do or not knowing who I was and not knowing where my place in the world was. 
I'm not even feeling accepted. And I know, I know a lot of people feel this way. They feel almost feel like they have an imposter syndrome. It's like, you know, you're really good in a, in a, in an industry, but you don't know why, because you, you, you're, you personally don't feel like you should be this good at the, in, at what you're doing. And for the longest time, that was me. I was terrified to even start my business because I'd done up the plans from 2018. And I was terrified. I was like, you know, everyone in Jamaica is going to hate what I put out. They're never going to like it. They're going to bash me. I'm going to be laughing stock. And a friend of mine was one who pushed me to actually open my business. And I'm so thankful for her to this day. Um, but yeah, so now... <laughs> I'm on the verge or on the pathway of newness and the pathway of a more calm and breathless, you know, existence. And I'm so happy and so excited about it. I could babble all day. Um, but yes, I hope everyone's doing good. I hope everyone's feeling good. If you're not, if you just need someone to talk to, shout out us in our dms like you know we're we're that generation that has their phone in our hands <laughs> i'm either reading an article or on medium or trying to develop something new and so is ashwario and i think sometimes we work so hard to get ourselves to a certain place that we work ourselves mentally and exhaust ourselves so um yeah so if anyone wants to talk or just figure out life or need help or advice we're always there to talk. I'm going to close out this podcast or episode today. But thank you so much, for, guys, for tuning in. Thank you so much for the support that we've had for the last two episodes as well. I'm so thankful for everyone. Like, I, I message my sister every day and saying, oh, my God, you know, this. we have this much more listeners or we have this much more countries listening to us. And I'm so happy. I know she's so happy for me as well. And I know a lot of people are happy for us. But thank you guys so much. You know, without your support, we really and truly wouldn't be that motivated to do this. And we're really happy for you guys. We're really hoping and rooting for everyone to do well as well. So, yeah. See you in the next episode with Ashwarya. I hope my best friend comes back. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. Bye.